a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Of course, uh, rolling into the weekend last week, the House passed the bipartisan infrastructure bill. That was the headline. That was the victory for the president and for Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. But what does it mean beyond the headlines? What does it mean for the American public? And what does it mean for what comes next for the president's larger social spending bill? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Over the weekend, uh, President Biden uh, began a little bit of a victory lap for the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Uh, he gave a speech on Saturday, and he uh, he made a great joke. I'm going to give the president and his communications team uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, he joked about it being Infrastructure Week in Washington. Infrastructure Week. <laughs> I'm so happy to say that. Infrastructure Week. <laughs> now, uh, I'm, I'm glad the president could uh, do a little self-deprecating humor there because it has been Infrastructure Week for nine months in Washington, D.C. <laughs> From the moment that uh, President Biden was sworn in, uh, infrastructure was front and center. It was a big part of what they were trying to get done early on in the administration, and it has taken all the way uh, to November to actually deliver on Infrastructure Week. Uh, but I will give the president credit. I'm glad he could laugh about that. It has been kind of the running joke in Washington, D.C. of, you know, what day is it? What week is it? Well, it's Infrastructure Week uh, or it must be Infrastructure Week somewhere. So uh, I will uh, applaud the president for having a little self-deprecating humor over the weekend in his speech. Uh, in that same speech, the president went on to say uh, that they were delivering for the American people. And it seemed to be that he was... Uh, kind of giving a, a nod to what happened in the Virginia governor's race uh, earlier last week. The American people have made clear one overwhelming thing, I think, and I really mean it. All the talk about the elections and what do they mean. And they want us to deliver. They want us to deliver. Democrats, they want us to deliver. Last night, we proved we can on one big item. We delivered. So very, very important messaging for the president. Uh, he was trying to say, hey, don't don't try to read too much into what happened in Virginia. Uh, read and focus on what we've actually done, what we've actually delivered for the American people in the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Uh, and so that's an important thing. Again, regardless of whether you love the policy or hate the policy, whether you are on board with President Biden's agenda or not, uh, this is the messaging and so his messaging was, hey, don't don't get caught up in reading the tea leaves of what Virginia means and what New Jersey means for the 2022 midterms, because those are a year away. And that's a lifetime and a half in politics 
and so things are going to go up and down and change. And so the president is trying to make the pivot to say the American people wanted us to deliver, and we just delivered. Uh, the president was asked uh, over the weekend uh, that if his, uh, with the victory on bipartisan, what the future looked like for the social spending bill, uh, since it was not likely that they would get any Republican support there. Here's an interesting exchange. To get this first agenda item over the finish line, you need Republican votes. Sure. You are not going to have Republican votes, though, for your Build Back Better agenda. Isn't it doomed? I think what's going to happen is we're going to see what happens in the Senate and whether or not I need only Democratic votes, which is likely, which is a likely outcome. And the question is, can I get all of those votes? This is a process. And all along, you told me I can't do any of it anyway. Uh, So interesting back and forth there with the president, uh, him saying, look, we know we have to get all the votes in the Senate. And you've counted me out on the bipartisan deal. We got that done. Now let's see if we can roll that into some momentum. Now, one of the big challenges facing the president is the cost of the social spending package. We've been breaking down that a little bit through the course of the day today. Interesting, in a speech on the floor of the House, uh, talking about the president's social spending package, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was was had some chuckles and jeers saying that the bill's paid for and would reduce the national debt. Take a listen. All the while contributing to reducing the national debt, making everyone pay their fair share. Did I hear a laugh over there? Did I hear a laugh from those who added $2 trillion in tax cuts for the richest people in America, 1%, 83% of it going to the top 1%. This is paid for and more than paid for. All right, so an interesting debate happening there uh, in terms of, you know, will the wealthy pay their fair share? We we talked earlier in the day to Eric Bame from Reason Magazine uh, and his insight in terms of, look, the way th- the Build Back Better bill looks right now, it will actually deliver a whopping tax break for the wealthiest Americans by eliminating the deduction cap for state and local taxes. Uh, And so there are some things in terms of uh, gimmicks that uh, both Senator Manchin from West Virginia and Senator Sinema have talked about and have concerns about. uh, And clearly, uh, that's, that's what that is looking like. Uh, President Biden also believes the wealthy uh, didn't build our country. This was part of his speech on Saturday. The, 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 the wealthy are, are, are value added to the country, but they didn't build a country. Hard work and middle class folks are the ones that built this country. They're the ones that built the middle class. They're the ones that built the backbone of the country. So that uh, really gives you a look forward in terms of what the president is going to do. The headline will be the president got a win in bipartisan infrastructure. The question and the numbers behind the headline will be can he parlay that into momentum in the House and the Senate for a much bigger, much more expensive bill that's coming in the weeks ahead. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.